Greetings. Welcome to the world's most popular audio automotive podcast. That is Gareth Jones on Speed with... Go on, introduce yourselves. I'm Zog. I'm Richard Porter. And you know who I am. Uh, Zog, I'm sorry you weren't with us at Le Mans. We did have a good uh, time in your absence. I was, I was sorry not to be there. You watched it on TV? Yeah, I saw the whole race on TV. And the only thing worse than watching the whole of the Le Mans 24-hour race when your mates are actually at the race would be not watching the race on TV <laughs> when, when your mates are at the race. No, it was a, a fantastic race. I just, I, I just wish I could have been there with you guys. And, uh, it wasn't, but, but I know you had a good time. It wasn't the one to miss, really, for a great number of reasons. The racing was great in the hospital. Vitality was good, wasn't it, Richard? Yes, as, as you could hear during the second podcast later on. <laughs> when I realised, when I listened to it back, there's a point when we're very late slash early in the morning. It's uh, about 4.30 in the morning. About 4.30 yeah. in the morning and a car went past while we were recording. And I realised on listening to it back that I went meow after it like a five-year-old. <laughs> but this is the thing: I've listened to the shows after you'd put them together. I thought, you know, you captured the the atmosphere of the race, the feel of the event, really well. And that and that is what makes Le Mans so special. Mm. You know, it's a, it, it's a great competitive event but more than anything there's just something very special about Le Mans and the atmosphere that it has that it, it, it is quite unique I've said that on the show I think it's not like other motor racing is it it's a different experience completely yeah, it's like motor racing but better yeah next year we're going to do um, a sort of uh, scratch and sniff podcast though just to get that full uh, <laughs> Le Mans ambiance. when I got home bearing in mind that I slept in my clothes, including my shoes, and I was trying to work out how many hours I'd been in the same shoes. I basically had to burn my shoes when I got home. It was disgusting. <laughs> no wonder this rather snippy girl who sat next to me on the Eurostar on the way home was quite snippy, because I imagine that I stank. And she was there, she was looking a bit snotty at me. And it was, yeah, I just thought I smelled like a Frenchman's underpants. It's part of the Le Mans experience. Actually, I was wearing a Frenchman's underpants. (laughs) The only only clean ones I could find. One of the the great things about the race, apart from the fact that there was a a fantastic battle between Peugeot and Audi, which I think, you know, had been greatly anticipated. Basically, my guys won all the categories, apart from GT2. And I was absolutely rooting for Alan McNish in that Audi. And he and Tom Christensen and Dinda Capella did a magnificent job. They said they had to run a perfect race to win it, and that's what they did. In uh, in LMP2, I wanted the Porsche RS Spiders to come through, and Josh Verstappen did the business. Yes. And fantastic. <sighs> Golf livery, a golf liveried mm. Aston Martin. Oh, and they looked good, How dirty, good didn't that? they? Yes. When they were filthy, those cars looked gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's. Did not- you get to see them, by the way, when you went down? Because I had to, to scar- scarper to get the or to miss the Eurostar and get on another one <laughs> uh, with the next to a snippy girl. And obviously, you stayed around, went down to the uh, pits and start finish straight. Did you get to see the cars close I, up? I didn't see the cars, but I did get to shake hands with David Brabham. Does that count? Did you? Yeah. Oh, you didn't tell me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. The, if you if you download show. 60A, which is the image enhanced version. There's a picture of David Brabham, and immediately after the picture, I went over and said, "Well done, David. By the way, I beat you in the I car didn't, race." I didn't notice yeah. that. <laughs> uh, completely passed me yeah. by. Yeah, yeah, it was okay. It was, yeah. The um, thing about the Aston Martins, though, is they, they, there isn't a single colour scheme that they look bad in. Uh, you know, the, uh, uh, we've said this before, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They just, they, they, doesn't matter how you paint them; they just look fantastic. Well, even if they're in like an arrows paint scheme or something, they, they look good in that. There's a bit of a challenge for next year. Come on, Aston Martin, really yeah. show that these cars look great in any colour. I'm thinking British Leyland Russet Brown. <laughs> yeah, but th- th- there's, there's probably an old Austin Princess colour or something that they could, that they could uh, reproduce that wouldn't look so great. But Zog, I just want to verify something you said about it's um, not only do the Aston Martins look great in any colour, but if you paint anything 
in the golf colours. It looks fantastic. I know your mobile used to be <laughs> modified in the golf colours. Yeah. He did, did it himself. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I did a customised... Uh, this, this is a little bit sad. I'm slightly embarrassed to admit this, but I actually went to the trouble of going and getting some kind of the golf decals online or to yeah to, to customize this uh what is it it's some nokia mobile phone i customized it with the with the gulf colors and for about two months until the corners had all chipped off and it mm. was looking pretty shabby it yeah, looked fantastic but even when it looked shabby it looked like it had just done 24 hours it was great but to <laughs> just to find that all your phone calls happened faster i did keep answering you know every time i answer them I just to go <laughs> but just to back up that thought uh, what you said there zog um if you look at Podcast 60A, the Image Enhanced version, there is a picture of one of the golf carts that the uh, Aston oh, Martin yeah, team yeah, yeah, yeah. in hey, the golf colours. You, you weren't with me at the time, but I almost got run over um, by an Aston Martin golf cart, but, but <laughs> not the golf coloured one, just a regular one. Driven by Heitzel Frensen. <laughs> oh, yes, no, I was with you. That was, yes. that was on the way to the Audi Almost garage, got yeah. Mowed over this would have been, this would have been the slowest accident that he's ever had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, this is Alan McNish, the wee Jimmy Cranky of La You're listening to Gareth Jones on Speed. F1 is pretty exciting again at the moment. We've got, was it the fourth driver to lead the championship at the moment? Is that right this year? Yeah. We've had Kubitzer mm-hmm. leading it, we've had Raikkonen leading it, we've had Massa leading it, and we've had Hamilton, Hamilton leading it. Is Hamilton likely to lead it again? No, that's the question. No, let's hope so. I mean, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not writing him off, and I'm certainly hoping that he's going to be back up there. He had a bit of a torrid time in France, didn't he? Yeah, yeah miserable time. He deserved the 10-place grid penalty for the, the pit lane mistake, that's fair enough. It feels like but we're recording uh, outside again, I can hear a plane, can you hear yeah, a plane? Yeah, it's, it's a convertible house, isn't yeah. it? You've got one of those CC houses with the, the metal roof and it folds <laughs> inside itself again, I knew it. Yeah, we're actually recording in a mobile home. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, I thought the penalty for what happened at the previous race was, was, was fair enough, but I thought that was pretty harsh for the move on Vettel, Vettel? yes, yeah. Vettel, especially in Vettel. He cleared him by enough. That, that, yeah, he was through. Yeah, he already. was through. He'd made the he pass. Didn't gain and... position from Absolutely. cutting the corner. I had a conversation about this with uh, a mate of mine who's an ex-race director, and his view on the whole thing was that uh, Hamilton, although he'd completed the move, had completed the move with a view to using a part of the circuit which wasn't actually part of the circuit. What he could only make the move stick if he then knew he'd got a little sort yeah. of escape route. If if it had been uh, at Monaco or at uh, Canada, he'd hit the wall. And so consequently, he's outside the circuit, so technically he deserved the penalty, and he thought it was very fair race directing. I'm always the first to defend Hamilton, because I think he's a great entertainer, but I have to admit, he was trying a bit hard, he was a bit urgent. He was, yeah, he was trying hard, but that's one of the things we like about him. Yeah, that's true. He was a bit bit raggedy Andy through the whole weekend, wasn't he? Just thought it was, particularly in the race, just getting a bit sort of messy yeah. with the sheer effort of trying it wasn't kind of the seamless class act that we saw last year but that's fine we're seeing a different side to him now now we've got to see the side to him that can claw it all back again and I think that's where it gets really interesting the season is really keeping up this level of drama where you know we've got we've still got four drivers any of whom can can take the championship yeah. you know you'd, you'd have to say Kubica's you know, really not much as we admire him and, and much as he put in a stunning performance uh, to win a couple of races ago you know, he, he's very unlikely to be able to take it but but, but, well, but, it, but it's possible you just don't know do you that's you the don't thing know. in order of the people that I would like to win the championships if you agree with this one yeah. okay Lewis uh, 
Yes. Yeah. Kubitzer. Yes. Kimmy. No. No, not Kimmy. You don't like Kimmy? I like Kimmy. I think Kimmy's great. In fact, I love Kimmy, but I just, I always like it when other people win, so... Not Sebastian Bourdais. Ralph Schumacher. (laughs) (laughs) He's not in it, but that's always worth a punt, yes. That'd be hilarious if he came back. No, it wouldn't be irritating, what am I saying? (laughs) Um, Yeah, actually, no, can we think of it? Yeah, Massa, I don't know. I'm kind of ish on Massa. I like his funny little cartoon face when he wins. But, yeah, go on, give Kimmy a... So, all right, so it goes... In my book, it goes Hamilton, uh, Kubitzer, Raikkonen and Massa. Yeah, Kovalainen's not going to do it, but I would love it if Kovalainen did well. I really would. I, I think he's tremendous. I think he's just settling in. He's, he's getting there. He just. I think he's. I don't think he's quite as good as Lewis, but I think he's not far off. I think no. he's capable of of achieving wonderful things. He just hasn't quite gelled yet within the uh, uh, McLaren team. Yeah, I think he's looking increasingly impressive as a driver. But uh, but what I find amazing about him is how kind of poppy like he still is. He just you know every time he's interviewed or he gets on on camera. He's he always smiling, Louise and he's, so, he's, just, <laughs> he's just beaming, and sort of he's just always delighted to be to be doing it. Yeah, yeah it's true. He's got, he has got that. Am I, I, am I the only one to have noticed that Heike Kovalainen is a dead ringer for Beavis out of Beavis and Butthead? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Look at him when you see him. It's those eyes. Yeah, and a blonde hair. Yeah, he said pass. <laughs> Mass. Uh, that's that's ass. <laughs> <laughs> the, the trouble with the Formula One season at the moment is, you know, we've had four guys leading the championship. The question is, will there be any drivers in the championship in a few weeks' time? Because all this hoo-ha over the super license hike, the drivers are going to go on strike, aren't they? <laughs> Right, right, brothers. Our call to order this meeting of the Monaco chapter of the Honourable Union of Drivers. Item one, the increase in the price of the super licence. Brother Barrichello. This increase is terrible. Because of the price raise, I've been forced to order a slightly smaller yacht. Point well made, comrade. Brother Coulthard. I, I agree with my countrymen there. Uh, this increase is terrible news for F1 drivers. Uh, my income will be so damaged that I'm worried I might only attract like seven or eight supermodels a night. We hear you, my friend. Brother Button. Yeah, definitely. Uh, things would get so tight for me, I might have to sell some of the trophies I've won during the last two seasons. Please, Brother Button, this is not the time to get carried away in cloud cuckoo land. Comrades, I think the message we have to send is clear. Until we are assured that this increase will not occur, we're going nowhere. In fact, we're stopping right now. I said we were stopping. Jesus, Brother Hamilton, not again. One last thing I want to say on the subject of the British Grand Prix is that uh, we're going, Zog. You know this, don't you? Yeah, and very much looking forward to it. We're going to be there on the Friday and the Saturday, I think. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and go on, tell them how we're getting there. I think we're going to be getting there in a British sports car. Well, I think it's the appropriate thing to do. If you're going to the British Grand Prix, you should go in a British sports car. So we called up Lotus and said, Hello, I haven't spoken to you for 14 years. Can we have a car? And they said, Yeah, all right. Uh, we like Lotus. And so we've got a nice little Elise to go to the British Which Grand Elise Prix. Which Elise have you got? Um, the SE, I think. 
which is a special edition version, oh, but I don't know God, which I'm version. I'm losing track of this. They do a special edition every other day. I know. This, do you it, know which engine it's got in it? Uh, is it the, based on the Elise S or the Elise R or the, the Elise D it, or the it, Elise it, L? It's or? the uh, Jim, the day Jim Clark combed his hair special edition, I ah, think. Ah, that's right. Because I remember the, the last Elise I drove, I think, was the Elio DeAngelis has just had a Wii special edition in 1983 <laughs> or something. I don't know. I wish they'd just knock it off. Just make, But if it's the Elise S, because um, yeah. you know there's two sort of basic Elise's as, as well yeah. as a myriad of special editions. Yeah. They never make any normal Elise's because they're no. too busy doing bloody special editions. <laughs> but there is, there's a, there's a normal Elise which has the non-variable valve timing and lift yep. super-duper cam change engine and then there's the woman who think it's the R that's got the cam change engine. It may sound strange to say it, but I think the slower, less powerful model is the sweeter car. It's balanced but better it's with the way, the just because up and better, in yeah. the in the more powerful one you go chasing the cam change zone all the time and it lasts for what feels like a hundred RPM mm-hmm. at about seven thousand eight hundred. So you're like, okay, here we go, here we go, cam change. Oh god, change gear. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. The other one, there's none of that. It's just got a smooth linear power delivery. It's a ruddy, lovely little Much car. Much more driving. It's so yeah. nice. It's, uh, it's definitely, definitely, definitely my top ten cars. And I, every so often I look on the internet to see uh, you know if there's any second hand ones knocking around for say ooh five grand. Of course there aren't. <laughs> 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 but even it got to the point where uh, at the end of last year, I actually I was I was sort of stupid in these times with credit crunch and all that. But I was sort of thinking, well, you know, I could borrow some money and buy one of those. I love that car so much. We They're all both do. lovely, but the S I think yeah. is just super duper duper. Although, of course, if you can ever get into the um, Nigel Mansell JPS oh. moustache special edition, <laughs> try that as well. Apparently, it's got seats made of real face hair. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing about the Elise, though, is that it's no longer a new shape, but it still looks fantastic. You know, it just yeah, looks pretty looks little beautiful. car. But yeah. also, it has just got nicer and nicer as well. You can tell mm. it's a car that's been around for a while, and it's just been refined and refined, and, and all that know-how they've got there at Lotus anyway, just bunged into it. It's fabulous. You're going to have a great time. I'm quite jealous. Oh, yeah. I got the feeling that you, Gareth, were quite excited by uh, PK's times in testing. Am I right? Yes, I was! I, 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 I think PK's a great driver... Under certain circumstances. Yeah, well, see, I, I'm, I'm still not quite convinced. I mean, I think, you know, he's still... He's just to me, a really bit... got to demonstrate it. I mean, he's maybe he's, you know... Maybe he's come, kind of coming good now in the same way that, you know, Kovalainen eventually was able to deliver at Renault, which he wasn't for quite a while at the start. I, I think he's one of those drivers who's a bit fragile. You know, he is capable of great things. I've seen him do it in A1 Grand Prix. You know, I mean, I know the field in A1 Grand Prix is not the world's greatest drivers, but there are some great drivers there. And he was great in A1 GP. And he was really great in A1 GP occasionally. But he had lots of love in A1 GP. Mm. The whole Brazilian team were right behind him. He had Emerson Fittipaldi there and his dad. You know, these are good people. He had the Dams team running the car. And I think he's just a bit under pressure because he's alongside Alonso. And that's a really tough thing to do for lots of reasons to share a team with Alonso and I just think given a chance he will do it that's, that's all I'm saying but if you're going to the British Grand Prix we'll see you there come and say hello to us we'll be in the paddock club I think loading it up but uh, you know we'll wave to you darlings uh, right so and the other big British event that we're <laughs> going to official this programme has sold out yeah yeah you know, back in the day I remember in fact this is talking about Nelson Piquet junior the first time I ever actually met you properly, yeah. Gareth, was yeah. at the uh, the first J One GP race. Yeah, Brands, yeah. And, 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 and PK yeah. did that amazing move round the, the outside. Uh, outside, and, 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 yeah. and that was the first time I sort of thought, "God, that boy can drive." Good, mm-hmm. yeah. but I do also remember you were working there. Yeah, I just got free tickets. I think I managed to blag some free tickets, but 
we went for a, a cup of char in the bog standard. There was like a porter cabin or something. We didn't even go to the the Kentigan. We just went. Now we won't get out of bed unless there's a bloody helicopter and four <laughs> gallons of champagne being poured uh, over some supermodels. I like baby. We, we, we just be waiting the right. And the worst thing so. is, we love it. We do. I just want to say, I consider myself to be an everyman. When it's necessary for me to be, you know, in a sleeping bag on the start finish straight at four o'clock in the morning to watch the race, I'll be there. But if someone says, have a Lotus, have a helicopter, come to the race, I will go as well. I don't think any self-respecting motorsport fan would turn down that no, opportunity. If only man who wouldn't, they're a bloody idiot. However, I think you should crash the Lotus just to, to teach him a lesson. Oh, not. Oh, okay. Say that, touch wood, touch wood. <laughs> don't <laughs> say that. Oh, sorry, I'm going to touch the wood over here. That's, okay, we're that's, safe. That's sorry, for Micah, Richard. That's for Micah. That's, 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 that's bad karma, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Um, so, if, if you go to the British Grand Prix, we'll see you there. And the other big British event that we'll be at is the British Motor Show, which is at Excel again this year, which we went to a couple of years ago, Zog. We reported on the yeah, show. Two years ago. Yeah. It's hot, wasn't it? It was good. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't go. Because uh, I can't get Excel to work on my computer. So. Oh, stop <laughs> it. No, I really. <laughs> sorry, that was just a. Sh- yeah. <laughs> I really didn't go. I, it's I good. You said it was quite good. So. Yeah, Excel's good. It's a, uh, to be honest, it's quicker to drive to Birmingham than it is to drive yeah, to Excel. That's true. Even from here in North East London, mm. I kid you not, it's mm. a rubbish drive. So maybe we'll do bikes or public transport or helicopter. I don't know. Something. <laughs> Can't we do a riverboat or something? I, I quite fancy a river taxi, something like that. Jet ski. Do Lotus yeah. make speedboats? No. no, but 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 Ferrari do. do. They put engines. Yeah. In. I think yeah, going to the XL on a boat is probably the way forward. Yeah, yeah. right. It's, it's just a shame that here in North London we're about four miles from the river. But I, we're, we're not canal. actually. We the canal, canal is about yeah. a mile yeah. away. Oh, okay, plan. doesn't the I London River go through here as well? You know that big the, 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 river Yes, the Lee the Lee Valley North London yeah, yeah, Water yeah. Reservoir. So, in fact, on Petherton Road, which is less than a quarter of a mile away, my it's actually Alex lives on Petherton. Does he? Yeah, It's under the. It's underground. There's yes, a whole. I know, I know. Yeah. This is the thing, isn't it? If, if you've it, just tuned into Gareth Jones on Speed, we're talking about underground rivers. <laughs> <laughs> What's yeah. gone wrong? Come on! Yeah, how much further from cars on roads can we get? Going. Anyway, so the London Motor Show. Yes. Thank uh, you, Richard. I'm glad you're paying attention. I don't. Are I you going to go? I don't know whether I can. Well, I could. I could go at a weekend. But I've got lots of stuff on, and, and that's no excuse because there's some good cars, and you know there's some interesting oh, yeah, cars I there. Know, Come on, tell us what's there. You know, uh, what's going to be there? The new Vauxhall Insignia replacement for the Vectra looks nice. Yeah, uh, Ford Focus RS. Uh, first time people are going to see that. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lotus have got Lotus, an interesting one there. The Lotus <laughs> Eagle is going to be there. I don't <laughs> think it's going to be called the Eagle, or indeed make that noise, which was basically a seagull. Um, I think <laughs> or the a pterodactyl. Eagle it's just a code name, I think. I it think is. Have yeah. But it's Lotus do have. With e, yes, they know. have a tradition of, of things starting with uh, with E. So the XL. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be brilliantly retroly tastic? Yeah. I don't think. Uh, I don't know. The what might happen? Eclat with an E on the end. Eclate. Do you know the Lotus Esprit? Gijaro, uh, when he designed it, he designed it, and then he said to Lotus, "Do you know what you should call this car?" And they went, "Okay, great, great." The maestros come up with a name, and he went, "You should call it the Kiwi." And they oh, went, "What?" God. Yeah, all right, we'll think of this, thanks, mate. And, uh, and they go... Yeah. <laughs> Stick to designing cars. Because yeah. yeah. they even start with an E. Yeah, Italian yeah. wazzock. Yeah, mate, so. look, you can design cars, you can design pasta, but honestly, who's yeah. going to buy a car called a Mega Gamma? I mean, really, or the Ace of Clubs. I mean, come <laughs> on, mate, really. Sounds like someone who's always trying to kill the Transformers, the Mega Gamma! So, anyway, yeah, stuff at, the, stuff at the show. Why am I the one who's always bringing this back on track? That's yeah. not my job. It's great. I'm um, having the night off, mate. Listen, <laughs> can I say one thing about the new Insignia? Yes, Avensis. 
Do you think so? I saw an Aventis the other day and I went, oh, it's an Insignia! Oh, no, it's an Aventis. And then I thought, oh, actually, the Insignia's got a bit of overtures of the Aventis mm. about it in some ways, in that it's potentially dull. <laughs> well, uh, how can you say that? It's got a slash down the doors that then sort of goes from uh, vertical, a horizontal line to a vertical line. I mean, for goodness sake. Yeah, but it hasn't got a bodywork made out of cloth, has it, for heaven's sake? Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's really good, that car. Have you read... Uh, the, the BMW. The, yeah, this yeah. is Gina, which is the BMW uh, mm. prototype from 2001. They kept mm. that quiet didn't they and I've been reading into it it's not really cloth well it is cloth but not in the sense canvas isn't it sort of thick canvas kind of stuff it's piano wire it's super hey. fine piano wire, the cross threads, a bit like bit like the kilt I'm wearing at the moment, yeah, actually. I'm glossing over that, but, <laughs> but every time you sit down, there's this terrifying thought that I might see your testes. <laughs> I am wearing a kilt. Can I say something about the Toyota Avensis, by the way? Go on, the Toyota Avensis. Oh, my God, we do not want we to do. No, we do. We, 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 we need a picture of the kilt. <laughs> <laughs> Toyota Avensis, I got a Toyota Avensis minicab over here. Old-shaped one. Yeah, and, yeah. Right, and I know it's pathetic, but I've got into this terrible routine, because, you know, I've got my VXRA, and I'm really, really in love with it and every yeah. time I drive past shiny shop windows and things I always have a little sort of, you know, little sideways glance oh oh look at my car look at my car oh yeah. I like we all do that yeah, when we've got we a nice car, car. We, we will be yeah. there we so will, yeah. I'm sitting in the back of this old shape events this minicab this evening coming over here and we were by a really shiny like almost mirror polished shop window and I looked across just sort of instinctively I was caught the, uh, in the corner of my eye of the car so I looked and I suddenly realised the old shape events this very boring car but quite good proportions a nice tail end, actually. Yeah, it comes really to an end neat. nicely. The saloon. Really was it, I was going to say the saloon, not yeah, the hatch. Yeah. Oh, the hatch is yeah. terrible, but the saloon. Yeah, no. Really neat proportions. Yeah, they did well. Actually, quick on, on, on the like rear end and reflection theme, mm. uh, but off on a bit of a tangent, um, parking tip. It's quite a handy way of getting yourself into a tight spot. If you're on a street where you've got a shop window and you can oh, see yes. the reflection of yes. the back of your car, you just look at the reflection of the back of your car as you're parking and you can get it inch perfect. Don't try that if you're parking in front of a shop window where they're selling minis and you're driving a look show barge. <laughs> You'll think your car's a, a foot shorter. you think that's the reflection. No, that's the crunch. Anyway, the British... Um, Motor show. show. I want to say the British Grand Prix, the British Motor Show. You know that they're doing gigs every night at the British Motor oh, Show? Oh, yeah, I've read this. I want to yeah. tell you this. I've got a list of some of the gigs here. Right, prepare to laugh. Here we go. Um, every night they've got a, a, a gig, and if I can find the list, hang on. The first night is UB40. Oh, good God. And you couldn't pay me enough to sit through that. Alice. Do you want to smash a broken bottle into your own eye <laughs> or go and see UB40? I bottle, would be down the bottle, bottle bank bottle, with bottle. a hammer before you can speak. Yeah. Terribly nice blokes, though. Oh, Maybe, oh, but... Alice... Well, why, if they're that nice, no why do they inflict their reggae-like dirge on the world? <laughs> Thank you. Alice Cooper's playing. I'd go and see Alice. I'd go and see yeah. Alice yeah. Cooper. Status quo are playing. Mm. Indifferent. Although Rick... Now, there's a motoring connection there, because Rick Parfit, his son, Rick Parfit Jr., is a bit of a racing driver, yeah, and I've raced against him, and he's a brilliant bloke. And Squeezer playing, who are always worth seeing. Yeah. yeah. And Midjor is also on at some point, oh, which... this means nothing to me. Oh! <laughs> and Paul Young, who still owes me a fiver. <laughs> <laughs> Go, now time I, to collect. I love it when you tell anecdotes <laughs> from your time as the popular character Gas Top. <laughs> does Paul Young really owe you a fiver? Yes, he does, no yeah. Way. I way. Well, I, I can't even remember I subbed him a fiver in the venue in... Uh, Victoria in 1981 <laughs> oh, when he was a bit brassic. That's super. Is it true he's got no bone in his nose so he can push his entire nose really flat? I've never seen him do that. I don't, it could be made up. But I, I'm not saying anything. I, just, I knew what you were thinking though. You've got Blondie. 
Yes. Oh, yes. You got Deep Purple. Ooh. Not a rocker, but I... Well, basically, what's yeah. going to happen is you're going to sit through a load of songs you don't know, and then they're going to go off, and you're going to go, oh, I hope they come on and do an encore, and they do Smoke on the Water, and then <laughs> they will. Yeah. You've got Chicago. <laughs> You've got Jules Holland featuring Mark Almond. That, I, and, I, that could be good. Inexplicable. Uh, Mark Almond. Meatloaf with special guest Arno Carstens. Together? Uh, who? who? No idea. Um, You've got that squeezer playing, I think, as well. Um, uh, But my favourite night is the 80s night. There's the Here and Now 80s tour featuring Bananarama, Belinda Carlisle, Keith Crowell and the Coconuts, who are fantastic live, by the way. Oh, unbelievable. When I said four for Belinda Carlisle there, it was a four from 1985. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe even earlier, actually. Yeah, It was a a Go-Go's four. When she was in the Go-Go's. Yes. Go-Go's, what a band. Are the Bangles playing? No. You, you can't compare the Bangles to the Go-Go's. No, I just suddenly thought of other fit pop stars from the 80s, and I thought of Susanna Hoffs for some but, reason, but... Oh, OK, slightly, but a bit... If but, you've but, just tuned into Gareth Jones so. on Speed, we're talking about girl pop stars from the 80s that we fancied. Can I just say, I interviewed the Bangles <laughs> once. Did you? No yeah. way! Uh, well, 80s girls top did, I can tell you yeah. that much, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> Susanna... I'm really sorry, but Susanna Hoffs, you know... She is the um, Suzurodius of the band in the flesh. She's a bit hirsute. <laughs> I have no. to say. Disappointing, I know. Can, can I just put it to you that, that of uh, all the bands who have ever released greatest hits albums, mm. the Bangles are the band who have released more who have the highest ratio of greatest hits albums to actual <laughs> hits. <laughs> they've released more greatest hits albums than they've actually That's had hit records. great factoid. Zoggy, it's good you're here. Toya, who I believe if she can't turn up, my Mrs. Violet Berlin's going to do the, the list <laughs> for her. <laughs> What was that thing she used to do on the telly, the adverts? Where she goes, Come on, girls, roll on the mum. <laughs> I couldn't listen to her. It was, just, it was sort of like there was a hiss on the mic, and then you realised it was her teeth. Can I just say, this is the furthest we've ever gone off topic from Carl's and Gareth Jones on speed. Oh, These are all reasonably good bands, I have to what? say. What? No, hang on a minute. No, no, no. No, well, for a start, UB40 are not a reasonably good band. Oh, I would agreed. go so far as to say, have you got the bleak machine? They're a reasonably sh- band. <laughs> But what troubles me more is the fact that it's like, oh, London Motor Show, come and see the cutting edge of the car industry, I'm presuming, and then they're saying, and stay around for the evening and see some bands from 25 years ago. Laker Airlines and Sinclair Home Computers invite you to the 2008 London Motor Show for the full spectrum of cars. See exciting models such as the Ford Sierra, the Vauxhall Nova, and the stunning new Jaguar XJ220. Plus, meet top Formula One driver Renny Arnoux and TV's Pat Sharp. Or why not stop off for a refreshing glass of Quattro at our soft drinks bar. The 2008 London Motor Show, sponsored by Filofax and Jenkins, makers of the finest red braces in the world. So don't be surprised if you turn up at the British Grand Prix this year and Gaz Top's there completing the 80s hat trick, I think. <laughs> no, British Motor Show. What did I say, Grand Prix again? You're still, still doing it. Do you know the difference between a motor show and a Grand Prix? Uh, no. Do you want to come back to my paddock? <laughs> 
There's a gag in there, isn't there? It's a kit form gag. Now, talking about music and 80s, if you really want an 80s music car crossover, there's one album that Zog, Richard and I have been listening to incessantly for the last probably three months. Yes. And mm. it, it's called Stainless Style. It's by a band called Neon Neon. Zog, go on. Richard's talk for 20 minutes. Can you sum up the, the Neon Neon album in one of your succinct 24-minute sentences? It's a tribute to the DeLorean, is, uh, is, is the starting point. It's in a kind of 80s retro style produced by Boom Bip, the DJ, and uh, Gruff Rees. Griff Rees. I'll say it. You have to say it in a North Wales accent. Griff Rees. Like Who's the lead singer in the Super Furry Animals. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it's almost an absolutely fantastic, awesome, awesome, brilliant album. My slight reservation about it is that the couple of numbers that, that have the rapping on them, yeah, if yeah. you listen to them back-to-back with, for example, Flight of the Concords, it they, they, they just <laughs> sound a bit too tongue-in-cheek. And, you know, the songs, you know, the basically the more kind of retro 80s songs... I agree. Are just fantastic. Yeah. But, uh, 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 With the rapping on it, brings it a bit more up to date, doesn't well, it? Well, there's one yeah. of them which is undeniably Raquel a crunk and... track. And now, you know, it's yeah. just terribly yeah. modern. But uh, yeah. yeah, it doesn't quite hit the spot. Yeah. It's yeah. good, but it's just that, yes, when they just go all out. The thing is, you probably listen to this and you're thinking, well, that sounds awful. It's basically a concept album about DeLorean and it's all ages. It's all retro pop. There is no way to describe this album and make it sound as good as it actually is, which yeah. is, in truth, fantastic. Yeah. And if you're a car nut like us and you kind of like 80s music like we do, it ticks all the boxes, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, my favourite's on there. I, I think Raquel is a superb track. Yeah. yeah. Stainless Style, the title track. Yes. Uh, and what about the... Uh, What's that last I'm one? The, the last track where he sings about all the um, the people who rise against DeLorean. Oh, it just makes your heart break. And I've yes. never felt that way about John DeLorean before. But having listened to this album, I do. And Belfast as well. There's a track oh, called Belfast, which is a really beautiful yeah. song about him setting up a car factory in Belfast. I think the important thing is, you're expecting it's going to be like ten tracks about the DeLorean. And how many times can you rhyme gullwing doors with something? But it's not. <laughs> the, the, the starting point, I read an interview with... Griffiths. Griffiths. Very good. And uh, was that all right? Yeah. My dad will be so proud of me. <laughs> uh, him being slightly North Wheelian. And um, did your dad have a speech impediment? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Flems everywhere. Um, the starting point, according to Griff, in this interview, was that it was looking at John DeLorean as the prototype playboy. Because he was. He used to... Yeah. He may mm-hmm. have been a car industry executive, and usually, you know, they're men in grey suits and they talk about performance, just like economic performance and stuff like that, and, 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 uh, and brand values and stuff like that. John DeLorean broke free of that. He used to hang around in Hollywood... And, and the song Raquel on the album is about the, allegedly he dated Raquel Welsh I didn't know that that's yeah 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 ah, that's the thing ah. there's a great song about he also had a, a chin implant to make himself look more rugged like a cowboy get out of here yeah, yeah seriously implant. and that is what the song is a song called Michael Douglas and the chorus line goes yeah. I can see my reflection in Michael Douglas's mirrored sunglasses oh. again I'm not making this sound brilliant but it is it genuinely is brilliant and it's best as well it's, it's all those 80s analogue synths so it's all kind of dum 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 which it, it's like um, Vince Clark from Erasure's gone mad in the Moog shop and made this it's yeah, got it's, raised it's, it's, it's got a bit of human league about it's great, it yes. yeah, 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 it, 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 it's great retro synth sounds um, allied to good, it's just great classic songwriting. Yeah, exactly. So. And I think that's the thing. Because people always say, and I, it annoys the hell out of me when people say that electronic music, it, it can't be as soulful and as meaningful as, as stuff with guitars. And I love people guitar music that. as well, but, but the, the thing is that this, because I think partly because Griff has got this uh, terrific voice, slightly plaintive voice at yeah. times. Oh, yeah. And it, this album has 
real soul to it in a sort of way that it's it's actually poignant. I yeah. think it's poignant yeah. at times. And it's about sure. time we had a concept album. The last decent concept yes, album was uh, War of the Worlds by Jeff Wayne, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, the reason we mention this is it's about cars. If you like cars, you like 80s music, you will like this album. And go and see Neon Neon. They're at the Wireless Festival in London on July the 6th, which is the same day as the British Grand Prix. I'm going to see if we can get mm. back in time for that one. I would love to be able to play you out on a piece of music from the Neon Neon album, but we can't do that because on the podcast you can't play other people's music so instead the gareth jones on speed team well me and my drum machine yeah as 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 replicated we don't hear enough from the drum machine when we're discussing cars do we it's coming we should be playing it <laughs> we will be hearing more soon oh, yeah I'd love that. Um, Hand claps. here's a song it's not neon neon it's our interpretation uh, this is argon argon which is the next inert gas in the scale of things i think uh, and the song from the album not stainless style about the delorean from the album fiber class yeah because it's about the gilburn because the th- only thing that bugs me about the neon neon album is why is a welshman singing about an american building a car in northern ireland a welshman should be singing about building a welsh car in wales so here's a song about gilburn it's called a car for wales say goodbye fellas goodbye, goodbye. Like a dragon. 
well as she can. Car can run. A car from Wales. Ah, uh, yeah. Car can run. A car from Wales. Car can run. Right to the show on speed at garethjones.tv. You can read more info at www.garethjones.tv or subscribe for free at the iTunes store. Gareth Jones on Speed is made by Wizbang. Yeah.